As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so this episode, I think we're going to talk about the greatest goal ever scored in Minnesota. Well, I know it's definitely not me. But I bet you can't guess what it is, though. I bet I... Wait. I well, bet it has well, something to do with Andrew Brunette, though. Maybe. Maybe. Also, I found a guy today who does the buyout right. Well, <laughs> you were bought out, but you didn't do I it I didn't like do it. No, guy. no, I did not. No, well, I did not. I'll, I'll I, tell you about this. I should have this. called him up and, and taken some notes. It's the Spirit of Hockey, presented by Northland Vodka. Presented by Northland Vodka, episode six. Hi, Mark Parrish. Hi, Paul Fletcher. Uh, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm cold. Great. I'm, 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 I'm cold. It's warmer now, though. I yeah, said this yesterday. We're saying it's warmer. It's 10 degrees. I know. We are. Just, yesterday morning, when I, Wednesday morning, when I came to the radio, I got in my car. It was minus two. First thing I said when I cracked the mic at 6 a.m., I've never, minus two has never felt so good. Because the day before, it was minus 29. Like, that's almost a 30-degree swing, right? I mean, that, it was unbelievable how good minus two felt. I was in Jersey. It was 40 degrees. It, it was like springtime. We're getting to that next week. And everybody was, that? like, freezing out there, and yeah. I'm in heaven running around with no yeah. jacket. Yeah. Like a moron. Well, you're going to want to get out your Tommy Bahamas and your flip-flops next week because it's going to be back to 40 here. Let's do it. I uh, know. Um, find us. Please tell a friend and give us five stars and subscribe. And whatever it is, whatever platform you're on, whatever you can do to elevate the podcast, we sure would appreciate it because... You know, I mean, if nobody's going to listen, we're just not going to do it anymore. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> talking with Paul is as painful as... I mean, I, right. I love you. Speaking of painful, we're going to talk to Andrew Brunette in just a little bit. I love Bruno. I know. There's I, nothing, I, there's nothing I painful I want to say something that. bad. I want to rip him. I just... You can't. You can't find it. Come on. Try and find anyone that can say anything bad about Andrew Brunette. Maybe that could be a new bit. Find something bad about Bruno. Bad about Bruno. Bad about Bruno. And we find every like six every degrees week. of separation with yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. But negativity around Andrew Brunette. Let's we, do we it. Text, we text, you know, text Darby, text Walls, Danny Hendrickson, um, 
Mark Parrish has already crossed off the list. Yep. Gino probably. I mean, there's so many people we could call on and we'll see if we can get them to say anything bad. That, that's a new bit. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Before we get into Bruno, though, let's talk. There's not too much to dive into with the Wild. No. But, uh, uh, um, they got destroyed by the Kings uh, in their first game back. But let me set this up and I want to get your take on this because you do most of the talking. So let me just set it up and then you can go. I'll wind you up like a little toy. Please um, undermanned. Heavily undermanned. Heavily undermanned. And two weeks off while the Kings had been playing the whole time. That has to be a huge factor. For Even forget the undermanned part. The fact that the Kings are playing for two, those two weeks and you're not playing, right? Like yeah. It's gonna- even, you know, we talked about it on air uh, when we covered the game. Uh, talked about, yeah, the LA, LA had, you know, four or five days off in between their break, which, which can get to you. Uh, but when the other teams had two weeks off, you could just see it in their legs. Like, and that's I didn't get to watch. It's just a uh, and and what I after the game is a free pass. Uh, you don't you hate saying that. Uh, you don't want to say that. Is every game's important? Fifty six games, all this playing nothing but division, uh, yada yada yada, all that fun stuff. Uh, but man, I mean, just the the all the new faces, all the first opportunities playing with the yeah. Wild, first in the NHL, coming back off that, you could see the first period was rough. I mean. The tape to tape passes were just off, which just naturally happens. Their legs looked like they were stuck in cement, which naturally happens. Right. Second period, they looked a lot better. They got some jump going, but then you saw in the third period those poor guys, like the body weight. There's no, there's nothing you can do. There, there's no substitute for playing right. games. Right. You just cannot prepare in practice. Well, you can, but you'd kill your team if you played. If you practice how you played every every right. single day, if you played with that kind of physical contact, then. Uh, you just can't be ready for it until you start playing games. And in that third period, those poor guys, oh, the wild, a lot of, lot of, lot of straight legs, not a whole lot of knee bend. Uh, they were just wiped out, and and it's it, it's rightfully so. It's going to get better. It'll be better uh, tonight against Anaheim. Uh, will it? I mean, they're still not going to be up to no what they were, how they were skating, how they were playing after the before the before the little COVID break. But that being said, it will be better. So hopefully, we'll see uh, see him be able to get behind Mr. John Gibson and get a couple behind John he's Gibson, good, which is very hard to do. Yeah, that guy had a really team good. in front of him. He would be they'd be talking about him with a Vesna. Vesna, I was just going to say he's maybe the greatest goalie. Like, what's the word? He's like he's maybe the best goalie in the worst situation. I would agree in with the that. league. In the league, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, if he got moved, holy moly. I mean, but he'll never get moved because he's invaluable. He's, he's John Gibson. Yeah, he's John Gibson. He's really good at hockey. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to ask you now? Okay, so if you're Dean Evison after that game, do you walk? If you're the coach, put yourself in those shoes, pretend to be you. I'm not saying that you're saying this is what he said. Yeah. If you were him, though, would you go in there and go, free pass, guys. Tomorrow we start over, or something along those lines. You just say yeah, yeah. that and move on. One hundred percent. Don't like, chide them. Don't no, rip them. Just go free. Nothing. You guys got a free pass. Go in and give like, hey, uh, Addison, nice game. Mermis, nice game. Yeah. You know, give those, pump those young guys. But you can't. Mermis and Addison. Yeah, I had written down. You can't rip. I mean, you can't get mad at them. It's it's just it's an impossible part of the, situation it's, it's a in situation. an impossible year. And if you if you do go, how can you get negative when you got to play in two nights? Right. It's like, hey, boys, short memory. Let's you know get some sleep. We'll, well get, get back to practice pissed, tomorrow. Though. I mean, you can be like, if the effort wasn't there, or if it was, you know, if they didn't I, have two weeks off and they weren't so undermanned, and the effort wasn't there, then you could be like, you know what, you guys better, I don't know, have a closed door meeting or look in the mirror or whatever, get your ish together. But, uh, but all those things were in place. So yeah, there's, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that, there's there's no the effort was there, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. They just, just didn't have the legs. Out of shape. And they were trying to get there. They just couldn't. 
I know the Kings aren't the cream of the crop, but they've got some players, too. Yes. That's the important oh, thing yeah. to remember. I mean, Anze Kopitar Kempe, still Anze Kopitar. Yeah. And, Dustin uh, Brown's having a great year. Doughty. Doughty is still Doughty. Uh, and they're young guys. Adrian Kempe is a solid player. Anderson and, uh, uh, Anderson Dolan. Jared Anderson Dolan. He, he played very, very well. Yeah. I mean, And that's, there's a team you look at, too. Like, uh, you know, they, they sacrificed some of their youth to win some Stanley Cups, and now they're in that same boat as Pittsburgh. Although I would probably give L.A. their youth, their young guys are playing all awfully well they're getting an opportunity so they're, coming, they're coming along yeah offensively they're doing pretty well they're scoring goals you know that side but there's so much more to that learning how to play in the nhl day-to-day both ends of the ice but uh, they're coming along so um all right so let, we'll, we'll keep an eye and see if things get better uh you know who's been sitting on hold waiting for us for like five minutes who we already said it it's andrew Brunel. oh that's right bruno how could i forget there he is, the busiest guy in town. Hi, Bruno. How are you, bud? Good. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Good start for you guys. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, kind of uh, crazy time, though. You know, we kind of got delayed and just doesn't, still doesn't really feel like a season right now. I guess you guys feeling it at that end, too. It's just been, been bizarre. Yeah, we got to see the uh, Iowa Wild play the uh, LA Kings Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little rough Over go. Yeah, I kind of saw the lineup. How many were out? Six or five? I I saw Brodine and uh, Rask and Cole. Uh, they had we had two of our regular defensemen, two of the seven that were in the lineup. Oh boy! And actually, Mervis and Addison played pretty well. Yeah, it was I mean, they, they actually did. They played steady and and did what they could. I mean, it was a first period was fun. Not not being able to see us get it past the blue line. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And and no shot. I mean, I feel it funny being the one guy that's saying this, but you guys probably wouldn't say this. Uh, th- th- we're talking about the Kings. Yeah, we're not talking about the Avalanche yeah. or you know the Florida Panthers right now. My God, you know what I mean. We're talking about the Kings. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was a. Let's I'll be nice to the Kings and say it was an average NHL team versus an average AHL team at best. Wow. So it was kind of like so it was kind of like a Tuesday nooner skate. Uh, <laughs> we're thrown a little lopsided. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly right. Oh, Tuesday nooner skates. You know the way to my heart, Bruno. Yeah, <laughs> Bruno. You know Bruno was there oh, for the greatest goal ever scored. I was I was about to bring that up, but I, I figured you'd bring it up before you. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, but <laughs> I should have. You know what? I should have been patient and let you bring it up. That would have been way cooler. Yeah, um, that was a walk-off for sure. Okay, know, so and, uh, before we talk about the actual greatest goal scored, how about let's indulge me for a minute. What's your take on the greatest goal ever scored at uh, the Nooner? Well, it was unbelievable because we were we were playing for so long, and you know guys were getting hungry, and you know bunnies had pull tabs that uh, <laughs> they, uh, they wanted more donations from the Tuesday group. <laughs> so so the pull tab guy was. Just chomp at the bit for us to get there. It was a little dry until we got there, and then uh, we sunk it in and, and had lunch. So, yeah, it was the perfect walk-off goal just to get us old buggers off the ice and, <laughs> and uh, to bunnies so we can lose some money. I love it. Which is all we're looking for to do. He actually called. He said I was more clutch. My goal was more clutch than his because guys were waiting to drink beer. <laughs> you could probably say that about both. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point, actually. <laughs> okay, so uh, the 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 only uh, similarities that I can remember from the goal that I scored in overtime to send us to bunnies, uh, and the goal that you scored in overtime that I believe is the greatest goal. No offense to Mark Parrish, uh, that I believe is the greatest goal 
in the history of our franchise. Uh, Why would I be offended by that? I don't know. I'm just, I was just <laughs> being respectful to you. Oh, geez, uh, Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, the only similarity that I can really draw between the two is um, the look on your face after both goals were scored. Because, you know, <laughs> the look on your face that was immortalized, you know, in, in the Star pure Tribune, joy. et cetera. Yeah, pure joy. That look on your, like, that you had the exact same look coming. <laughs> it's true. It's love of the game, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Probably for the similar reasons. <laughs> so I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to get super retrospective, but I've never had a chance to talk to you about that goal. And I mean, like, you know, like... Everybody, everybody that was a fan of Minnesota hockey that year was just in heaven because it was an unbelievable run. Yeah, fell a little short of the ultimate goal, but for a franchise that was that new, uh, that was just that was an unbelievable run. Uh, what do you like? What do you remember from the playoff run, from the goal itself, and that series? Um, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of memories, but just to yeah. go back to your goal for a second, which we'll <laughs> even more. <laughs> I say that. <laughs> I'd say the main difference is you're going way faster than I was. I mean, I was you were flying. <laughs> That's not true. That's absolutely yeah, not true. That, yeah, and every time I see the the Colorado goal, it looks like slow motion. I gotta, you know, hey, hit the fast forward on the uh, on the, on the old oh. TV clicker, and just doesn't go any faster. So it, uh, you were definitely faster. It is humbling but watching those goal. old I mean, videos. <laughs> Exactly. As for that goal, it was just, I mean, the timing of it um, and, and with that group and, and we're, you know, we're, you know, pro NHL hockey was in Minnesota and, and the excitement level of the, the state to have it back after the North Stars left and, and just everything kind of fell um, kind of into place. And, and uh we put ourselves in an unbelievable position. You know, I think that year was fairly you know, magical in a sense that, uh, you know, we're huge underdogs through the whole year, and, and, and we played exceptional hockey, you know, that whole hockey season, and um, really balanced, underrated team. I think if you yeah. kind of look through the guys that were that were on that roster, a lot of those guys went on and played, you know, a long time. Um, you know, Pascal Dupuis, and these guys gone on and, and won Stanley Cups, and, uh, you know, Richard Park played too. He was... 40, you know, all over the place. So there were some underrated players there. Dwayne Rolston led a Edmonton team to, you know, game seven in the, you know, six finals. And uh, if he didn't get hurt, Edmonton might have won. So um, people forget there was a lot of good players on that team. And, and uh, you know, the chemistry and, and, and the way we played, um, you know, we, we were a hard team to play against. And um, so we, we, and we all had a chip on our shoulders. And, and to get an opportunity to play Colorado at, at that time was. Uh, as good as there is in the National Hockey League, and, and to be able to, you know, finally see as the series went on, saying, "Oh, geez, we can compete with these guys. We can beat these guys." And um, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, it was a surreal time, and to get be able to uh, be a part of that, and then just being, you know, a piece of that puzzle that was able to. Everybody had their turn in that playoff series. My turn was just, in, uh, you know, kind of an overtime in Game Seven, and, and to be able to make a play to win that series was. Uh, obviously something I'll never forget. That was, uh, you talk about the magic of that series and everything. Uh, that was uh, after suffering yet another first-round loss uh, out on the Pesky Island. Uh, you know, I came home and, and just standing on the outside of that that run, that I wanted, that was instantly, I wanted to play with Minnesota. I, I knew when I became a free agent at that point, I wanted to play in Minnesota because of that buzz and how exciting it was, obviously, being my hometown. Uh, it was just spectacular. Uh, now, 
the most important thing, is that stick still MIA? Have we ever found that stick? Was that MIA? It is MIA. I haven't seen the stick or the puck. Um, wow. So, yeah. Some teammates. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know where they went. I'd like to see what Patty Waugh did to that stick. Yeah. <laughs> He can't hear you. He got both his rings in his mm-hmm. ear. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Got me on that one. <laughs> and the Hall of Fame career, and I just a bunch of. We'll just leave it at that. He was okay. Yeah, I mean, he was okay. He was okay. Yeah, I mean, he's allowed to. You but know that, what? Go ahead. Yeah, the buzz, the buzz of that city at that time. I agree, Perry. Was um, and you know it better than 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 I do. It just it, it was um, it was unbelievable. And and I wasn't around for the the ninety one Twins and. Um, you know, the 87, which I'm sure that was, but um, the time, I guess I spent about 20 years in Minnesota and, and, you know, that we had some good teams, um, you know, in the 2000, you know, they had a really fun series and against Colorado and I think it was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but the buzz of that city, I, I haven't seen it since. Um, and you, know, you guys could probably comment on what it was before, but it was spectacular. I mean, you, you felt it, mm-hmm. you felt it driving into the rink on 94. I mean, yeah. you just felt Everywhere you went, grocery store, you just felt uh, the buzz for that team and and for hockey, which was something I'll never forget. And and it was the most special time of my my uh, my life, probably. Wow, that's awesome! So cool to that's hear. That's so awesome. A guy that had a, you know that's had a, a career like like Bruno to say that that's that's yeah. pretty awesome, especially with how provincial we tend to be here in Minnesota. To hear somebody say something so great about you know our our city, that, you know, it's just validates how we all feel right and yeah. we're yes we're, we're all right along with you with the the state needs a stanley cup yeah i mean it just feels weird texas has a stanley cup yeah but that's messed up yeah, yeah. that's messed up that yeah. things a little bit for this life yeah, it does. yeah it does but it does you know what i have to say like because because i'm a i'm a pretty hardcore fan and you know i have been from day one i mean i you know i was here for the the well there was some sort of a parade or party in rice park when the franchise was announced and I wasn't even living here at the time. And I came up here for it. I mean, so I'm like, I go back to the very beginning and a, and a huge fan. I feel like there's now not at all compared to then, but I feel like there's a little bit of a buzz right now just with, I mean, I realize we're not where we want to be yet, but I feel like people sense that, that things are being built right now in the right way and that we hopefully are heading in the right direction. It doesn't hurt with the two, uh, you know, the dynamite players they've got uh, rolling right now. Yeah, uh, Billy G. Bringing in Billy G. was was a big step, but I think that's this is something you got to give a, a hand to Craig Leopold too. He, I mean, he came in and he, he spends money. I mean, he's going to go out there and get the best players he can, which is something I think for a long, long time in Minnesota, uh, not just the Wild, but uh, all the sports franchises were kind of just stuck in that mediocrity, and they had a budget and they're sticking to it and do their best. And obviously, there has been some magical moments like the '03 run Bruno was a part of, but. Uh, I think all of that is 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 brought that buzz back. Just knowing that, hey, we got an organization that's that's in it, that's in it to win it, not to just you know, hey, congratulations, we brought Minnesota back. Maybe we can go and run here and there, but legit wants to make it a Stanley Cup contender, and I think that filters right down into everybody. But enough about me. Well said. Well let's said. talk about that was well FLA. said. FLA. Let's yeah, let's talk about Flo Rida because uh, I don't know that. You know, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I don't know that anybody saw the the start that you guys have had. Um, I mean, obviously there are some great pieces there with uh, with my my man crush Barkov and and <laughs> Huberto is a hell of a player. My God, uh, Ekblad, you got the guy in net. You know, Bob is solid. Uh, so take, I mean, I know that's and then you got some other youngsters too that are. You know, I've I've been paying attention and uh, it's a fun team to watch. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, kind of a year two with, with Joel behind the bench, and I think you're seeing the, the, the team slowly starting to, to play to his style and, and what he's looking for. And, uh, you know, and we had some, you know, we lost some pretty good, pretty valuable pieces in a, in a Hoffman and a Dadnoff, and we filled, filled it in with a Carter Verhage that's come in and, yes. and uh, you know, has played it really well for us. Um, uh, it's brought a real persistence and relentlessness on the puck and really good hockey sense. And uh, he fit in great on in Tuesdays for sure, Perry. You'd love to play with him. Oh. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> the Nooners would love to for have me. Him, but no, but he's fit in really nice. And you know, and I, I think just the, the you know the the comfort level of, of the players knowing what Joel expects and how we want to play, um, and and you know you just feel it in the room as as we all know when when the players like each other and play hard for each other, success usually follows. Amen. Um, and this year, I find they've 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 been a real tight knit group that has been competitive. Just you know, even last night Carolina down two nothing. Last year we probably would have folded our tents a little bit and, and we picked our game up a notch and, and the, you could see the confidence building. So it's been, um, it's been a really good start, but as we all know in this game, um, you know, this year it's 56 if we get there, but you know, still <laughs> away. cross our fingers for that one. Yes, exactly. Well, it, like I said, there is a fun brand of hockey. So, I mean, if you've got the package here in Minnesota, you know, or if you're elsewhere, uh, but if you've got the package, I, I highly recommend uh, watching a, a Panthers game. They're just like I said, it's just a, it's, I don't know how else to say it. They're, it's an exciting team to watch. They work hard. Uh, there's a great mix of I think of grit and skill. Um, and like I said, the, or like we said before too, the, there's the goaltender too, which can take you uh, a long ways. So uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was impressed. Uh, the 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 one game uh, or this year that I was so impressed with that first game against Tampa. Uh, obviously, you guys had the great start, and uh, I just fortunate to be working the NHL Network at the time. And, and it was funny how everybody behind the scenes is like, "Oh, well, they haven't played anybody. Well, they haven't, you know, they they haven't gone against anybody." And uh, uh, all I said was, "Hey, you can't control who you play; you can only control how you play." And you guys just came out, and it was methodical. I mean, it was it was so impressive to watch to watch uh, your team go. Uh, shift after shift. I love the depth guys you guys have. Hornquist, you guys brought Owen, in. Owen Tippett. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those guys have just, it, it seems like they've just stepped up. Well, what do you have to say to, about those uh, those guys, the depth guys that maybe don't get enough airtime? Well, yeah. Yeah. Horny's a little bit of Mark Purse like. I mean, he's a, he's a joy to have. Be on nice to him. Be nice to him. Yeah. Wow. And poor skates. And he's a, he's a, Poor man's Mark Parrish. I'm a lucky coach in the power play. I get to, to have that kind of skill. Um, and that's, he's been helped that a lot. Uh, but he's been good. And I, and I think you surround him. Some underrated players, I think, you know, we're talking about Hubert uh Playmaking ability, I've, I've been around very few, uh, if any, that sees it like he does and, and has the ability with his hands and vision to make plays. And Barkhouse may be, if not the most underrated player, oh. Um, in the game, and I, and I know Fletch, you love him, and rightfully so. If you get a chance to watch him every night, yeah. it's, you would, you, you know, he's a he's as good as there is in the league, and um, just quietly goes about his business, um, kind of like a Kopitar, maybe a little bit younger version, but mm-hmm. just the whole package, both ends of the rink, um, you know. And he's a guy nobody ever talks about for any of these awards, but he's he's a pretty special player. Love that. Yeah, I definitely have a man crush on him for sure. Uh, and he's and strange too. He's kind of a unicorn where he he's like a skill guy, but he's got a stick that could reach to the Minnesota border from <laughs> the Yager, the Yager stick. I mean, it's the longest stick. I mean, him and Matt Zuccarello, are like, what's going on, man? 
I could I, never stick I, in I with that. Crazy. Right? Shorten that oh, thing. Get as short as possible. I'm too weak. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could never. I grab it, sir. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how. And he's got fast hands with it too. Yeah. You know, I always try to get a shorter stick. And I'm sure Perry. I know Perry had yes, one too. Sir. I think, you know, you're always felt your hands are quicker with a shorter stick. You get that long stick. It's amazing. It's is how quick his hands are with that stick. It's like a stick handle with a fishing pole. Hey, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <clears throat> hey, thanks for taking time. I know you got a bus in a bit, and I don't want you to have to run to it the last second. So. Uh, thanks for making a little bit of time for us. It's awesome to catch up with you. There. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I thought, you know what? Instead, uh, going forward, maybe you can be known as the guy almost as clutch as Paul Fletcher instead of the guy who was drafted one slot after Danny Hendrickson. <laughs> <laughs> that's what his. That's his intro at the Hendy, Hendy Foundation game every year. You know, it's like the guy drafted because you know Danny insists that it's in there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got to hang his hat. Well, That's thanks the one. for having me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a reason, there's a reason we save the insults until the end. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> thanks, Bruno. Appreciate exactly. it, buddy. Keep it going. Thanks. Yeah. Anytime, guys. Take All care right. of yourselves. All right. You as well. Take care. He's he's seriously the best. He's all he's awesome. He's just a salt of the earth kind of guy. Yeah. You can just hear it in his voice. He's an all timer. Um, yeah, just a great guy. I was bummed. Uh, obviously, when he moved on to Florida, I just I loved yeah. having him here. Yeah. Uh, he was a friend of mine for a long time. Uh, he's the one guy, and and Bruno and I. I don't know if he'd still say this, uh, but we always talked like he's the one guy I always wanted to play with in the NHL. They never got. They to. never got to. Mm. Like we just, uh, whenever we skated together in August, we just fed off each other. We read each other. He was behind the net. I'd like be in front of the net. It worked out really well. He was a good passer. I didn't want to pass, and I just wanted to shoot. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, and I was always bummed, you know, that we just missed each other in Minnesota a couple times. Uh, and, and yeah, so he's just an awesome guy. I'd love to see him doing well. Obviously, yeah. he, and he's a guy that he's just gonna do well, no matter where he is. He, he's just got that. What's his of, biggest? Uh, what, as a coach, what would, knowing him like you do, what would you say his biggest asset is? I mean, is it the hockey IQ through the roof, or is it is he just a natural leader? Or what's his, yes that? Yeah, all I mean, of that? all of that is okay. his hockey IQ. He's a student of the game. He loves the game, mm-hmm. uh, and, and his demeanor. He's calm. He's mm-hmm. relaxed. He's 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 not a yeller or a screamer. Not that many assistant coaches are by any means, but but he he's just he's got a calming presence, a calming confidence, and he's one of those guys that throughout his career, as as you said, with a leader, uh, maybe he doesn't talk all the time. As you know, he's, he's not as big a talker as maybe I was, uh, but um, but you know when he speaks, when he says something, guys listen. He's just always had that leadership ability. And, and like I said, he's just a salt of the earth guy. You, you know, you, you don't get much better than Bruno. We didn't, we should have asked, uh, I would assume, but you don't ever want to assume. So you know what? We'll get him on again. And this is what we'll talk about. Uh, assuming he has the desire, the motivation. Can you see him as a head coach? I can definitely see him as a head coach. You're not just saying that. No, right? no, just I'm not it. just saying that. I'm not, <laughs> he's off air. I can say whatever the hell I want now. Um, okay. Say something bad about him. No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> I fucking can't. He's too good of a guy. Yeah, he is. Damn it. He is. Um, yeah, he, uh, he, he, oh, you know what? One negative thing, he doesn't laugh quite as hard as I do. But other than that. I don't I, know. He laughed at I know. He's all got my a jokes. Guy I've always loved Holy laugh. moly. He's got a great laugh. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I, he's, to the way he carries himself, how professional he is, uh, everything from his reputation, there's just, there's, there's not a, there's not a single red X anywhere on his resume, and I could very, especially now, like, I mean, he's getting a chance to, you know, he worked under some head coaches here, obviously plenty of coaches, Mike Yo, guys like that. He mm-hmm. played for LaMare, he played for Quenville. Wow. Now now he's worked. I mean, that's that's, oh, that's, that, right. that's a lot of, 
of of the greatest hockey minds <laughs> ever that that he has played under, worked with, and uh, one thing, another thing, Bruno is he's a sponge. Like I said, he's a student of the game. He loves the game, so he's always paying attention. Uh, and I mean, who better not to as a, a coach to work under than Joel right. fucking Quenville? Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Pretty he's, good at, he's only second behind Scotty Bowman. Put really, that in perspective. It was a really good idea for them to get a change of scenery in Chicago. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, uh, I still get pissed. I think I, I still can't believe that everyone in the NHL. Go? You know, I realize you, like, you got to change it, change it up, something different, voice this and that. It was how they did it. Yeah, that was how tacky. they. That did was tacky. You're, like, You're right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, 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 no! This guy just did what for you guys, and you did what to him twenty games in, and everyone in the hockey world knows damn well it's not his fault. Right? Like he's one that 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 where I mean I was remember working uh, the NHL Network actually. You know I was working with the Islanders out there, and the Islanders people like the fan base were like, "What the fuck? How can you do that?" Like ev- I'm not kidding you. The whole hockey world was pissed off at the Blackhawks for how they handled it. Everybody. Rightfully so. I am too, as you can tell. Yeah, you're getting a little wound up. I still can't believe they fucking did that to him. You talked about all the great hockey minds he's been around. Do you think it's helped his career that he never played with you? Very much so. (laughs) I would have. You know, I, I Gino and I in the in the summers and at the nooners, uh, you know, oh, we try to me. wreck him uh, as much as possible, and he, he's 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 he knows he's got a mental block. I think most of the time when he hears a parish voice, his his brain just mutes us. Yeah, I mean, understandable. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you because there was no the beauty league back in the day, and you mentioned no. when you skated uh, together in August. Where would you guys skate? Uh, we would skate St. Louis Park. Mm-hmm. Um, where the Nooner is now. Where the Nooner is now, yeah, exactly. That's where we did it most of the time. But we, we moved around. We bounced around a little bit. We were in Bloomington for a little while. Uh, but, yeah, most of the time it was at St. Louis Park in August. It was nice. run through Octagon. Brian Lawton, Ben Hankinson, Chris McAlpine, those so guys would guys run it. guys that are doing the beauty league. Exactamundo. What the hell took them so long then? I, you don't, Oh, trust me. We, we the, us, us old farts that didn't get a chance to do it, like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Why didn't you come up with this? And they were the same way, you know. It just kind of it came about as a as a little thing they thought might be cool, and you know, just just something cool. something might yeah. be fun for the guys to get ready for camp. And hey, we can give back to charity. Yeah, and it's a boom. Brainer. Yeah, I've said just it. awesome. I, every person I've ever talked to about the beauty league, it's the ultimate. So much. Fun. No, it's it's a win 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 win. It's like a four I think win. There's another one. The guys get in shape. Crowd yeah. gets in for cheap, right, and gets to watch really exciting hockey. Yeah. It's a charitable aspect. I thought there was another win. Uh, us somewhere. coaches get to have a boatload of fun being behind the bench just chirping. And, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, I we, to, I making to... the players that they are. I mean, yeah. Jake Gensel. Right. Um, JVR wouldn't be having a start that he would. We never had Gensel on our um, team. but We did have Buffalo no. in here. Yeah, we did. Early, yeah, but maybe. Early, yeah. That's not our fault. Yeah, no, 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 no. We had nothing to do with that one. Zach Bogosian just won a cup. Zach Bogosian, I mean, there's, yeah. And now he's playing for, and then he caught on with Toronto, who could win oh, a cup this year, oh. right? They look good. Yeah, so that awesome where do you Matthews think guy that came from? Fuego. Two yeah. years in a row he was with us, uh-huh. by the way. Just saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I mean, it's pretty obvious in my mind. It's do you all think, Do you think, uh, he just a ring. do you think, um, <laughs> I almost called him Matthew Stafford. Uh, do you think Drew Stafford has as long a career? If not for. I mean, it's not like he works hard or anything. I mean, no, I'm saying he wouldn't have, wouldn't have. Yeah, absolutely. Had to have been absolutely. Been. Okay, I want to go. Uh, I want to buzz around the NHL really quick because there's a bunch of notes. Uh, it feels like a lot has happened since we were last together, which was a week ago. But um, funny. 
Just nuggets. Uh, McDavid scores this. Uh, let's just let's do rapid fire. I'll right, say a it. thing, and then you. If I have anything to contribute, I will. But otherwise, I'm going to stay out of it. Okay. McDavid hits his 500th point. What 369 games, something like that. I think he tied good. tied Crosby fastest ever. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good numbers right that's there. Good. Now, on that note, shocking or not shocking? I just read this yesterday. It blew my mind. Austin Matthews has more goals. I'm not surprised. No, because he's more of a goal scorer. Yeah, he, he, I mean, not, not, McDavid's not m- that Connor McDavid isn't, isn't but, but he's... Uh, I, I he looks this. to distribute. I, I say this, uh, I can't believe it, but like he, he's his, his game's just all around better. He, he, he's, he, he controls the game more than Austin. He controls the game more than anyone else in the damn league. I mean, right. his skill set is above and beyond everyone else. Nobody else has that speed, hands, hockey IQ, shot pass, everything. Uh, Austin Matthews is a very, very good def- uh, player, too. Uh, just an exceptional, an amazing hockey player. But he's more of a shooter. I mean, he's got a shoot-first mentality. That's where his spots are to, You know, on the, on the power play. Look where he is. He's, he's roaming around that slot, roaming around the middle of the ice, looking to get shots, getting ready for the one-timer. Whereas uh, McDavid's a QB. He's more of the, mm-hmm. the, the um, uh, uh, yeah, what's that completely underrated guy there? Um, that I'm blanking on his name. Right Edmonton? Now. Um, no, 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 Toronto. Uh, oh, Toronto? Uh, I want to keep saying Matthews. Um, uh, Marner, Mitch Marner. Oh, okay. Mitch Marner. I mean, like, there's guys that are, you know, more of the QBs He is underrated. You couldn't even remember his name. Yeah. It tells you yeah. how underrated he is. Yeah, and he's silly, silly. He's Talk really, about really hockey skilled. IQ. Yeah, he's uh, really, oh my yeah, Lord. yeah, he's good. Um, but yeah, no, so he's just, they're, they're just, you know, it's it's a different uh, M.O., uh, he's just more of a shooter, and I mean, it is. It, it's not surprising that Matthews is scoring more goals than McDavid right now. Uh, it won't be surprising next year when McDavid has more than Matthews. How about that? Fair enough. Um, this was supposed to be rapid fire, um, but we do have it. for for perspective. I think this is a, a fair uh, comparison. It's Crosby and Ovechkin. Um, similar, very similar. Yeah, very similar when you talk about styles. A team very uh, near and dear to our heart. The Islanders went through a really gross period, but they seem to be back on track. Yes, yeah? I've been talking with Anders Lee. He's been red hot there, and he's got seven now. I seven think seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, you know, the, and that's not surprising. Uh, we saw what this team could do last year in the bubble, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and uh, yeah, they, they struggled a little bit. There's you know different teams. I think everybody kind of struggled a little bit. Some teams just worse than than others at the beginning of the season. It, it was a tough tough way to start. Just you know. Hurry up and wait, doing nothing, not really sure when the season's going to start. Okay, now go. And it's just been full steam ahead. Uh, so, yeah, they, with Barry Trotz, I, I'm not surprised at all. This is this is the Islanders team I was expecting from coming out of the playoffs last year, taking that step that they did and gaining that confidence. Eberle is on fire right now. He started out uh, with a guy that uh, typically starts a little slow, which I know a lot about. That was usually me. Um, really? That was you? Typically, oh, yeah. I, I usually that. started a little slow. Hmm. Um, uh, but uh, not always, not always. Why? But why? Like, I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but why? I'm curious. Uh, who knows? Um, uh, I, I think I could be very critical and look back on mine, and maybe I didn't push myself hard enough in August. Maybe I wasn't ready for the regular season, or maybe it's just a, an uh, adjustment time for me. I always felt like there was always adjusting, whether it's new players or just a new season, kind of you know getting your feet wet. Why? Who knows? It, it, that's an age-old question. Uh, Fair enough. If you could solve it, then you would have to- if you I, knew, you I, probably would have fixed solve it. I'd be Joe Quinville. There's that. Um, another guy that has clearly prospered under the tutelage of head coach Mark Parrish and ass coach. Although I believe I've risen beyond ass coach at this point. But I thought we gave you ass GM. 
No, ask coach. Oh, just ask coach. Ask I, coach thought, yeah. I thought we went. To I ask was the GM. GM. Well, no, I wasn't. I whatever. I mean, last year I was kind of the head coach, but yeah. Ask coach Paul Fletcher. I was busy. Uh, Brock Besser has uh, what a wow. All us. I agreed. All us. He, but he. I mean, it's nice to see him. Like he's on fire too right now. Wow, he I came mean, out storming his rookie fire. year. Uh, but then he kind of tailed off yeah, a, little a little bit. Little sophomore yeah. slump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that tends to happen too. Um, Wasn't yeah. this his fourth season? Uh, well, no, but. I think the because I think the last was, two seasons were a little well. I, I'm gonna look because I don't remember for come sure. Back, I mean, he had that tough injury yeah, his rookie sure. year. I mean, he he was. I'm it, not throwing shade at him. I'm just all, saying. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I'm here for. I'm here to defend you, Brock. Paul's the asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm grumpy. You're he right. uh, yes, not quite as much as me. Anyway, uh, no. It, it, I mean, he was slotted. His... A lot of people would were picking him to win the rookie of the year. Then he got injured when he was red hot. You right. know, the All Star game, all that. Now, why are you so excited about this? Is, uh, this is his fourth season. Yeah. So, uh, the last, I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you had 26 in uh, 18, 19. It was just last year with the 16. So, um, yeah. and, but it's, so, and then he had nine games in 2016, 2017. So, but still technically his fourth season. So. Yeah. I was just curious. He's a sniper, man. He's a beast. That was, uh, that was the, the I, I, you know, just talked to him a few times as a former shooter um, at the uh, Beauty League. And, you know, there was times I actually, the one thing I would see is he'd get across the blue line and he'd kind of start looking for plays. And the one thing I said is like, you, you, you get across the blue line, you, you start looking for a shot. So you got a shot that can beat goaltenders from there. It, pay attention. If that goalie isn't quite set up, isn't quite ready, you could beat him at his feet. And sure enough, like a shift or two later, he went down and, and did that to Charlie Lindgren. And uh, Charlie was not happy with You're me. You're actually taking credit for his rise. Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah, that, that one... One little idea, that one simple, small little idea that may happen every few games is why he is Brock Presser. <laughs> you are welcome, Brock. <laughs> but it was funny, though, too. Oh, like, Charlie so was pissed at me because I was like, yeah, like I was celebrating Brock. And now, like, you know, Charlie sees that I'm fucking celebrating for a North Dakota boy on a Husky Gold on my St. Cloud goaltender. It, nothing, it had nothing to do with Charlie Legrid. It was so funny, but he totally chirped me coming. Charlie totally chirped me coming off the ice. We were wearing baby blue that year. Yeah. We that that we were all about the water, not, man. We were all about winning. Does baby blue take precedent over the Huskies? I mean, that's like choosing between your children. That's not really choose. fair. I can choose. Wow. Nice you? dad. Nice dad you are. <laughs> Kidding. Um, okay, last nugget. Uh, I want to touch on this dude because I think we have a rising star. Sadly, in a place where Wild fans are not going to be real excited. Uh, Kevin Lankinen. Yeah. Okay, so between Lankinen and they've got Is that a spectacular spark, uh, start and in Chicago. These assholes have a whole new crop of young players. Debrinkit, Kubalik, we know those names kind of probably, but Suter and did you see Kurashev's goal last night? Yeah. These guys are they're jumping in it. Buckle up, Wild fans, because it with that goaltender and I, if he can keep it going, that's that's the big thing. That's, yeah, that's I mean, always tiny the, sample size. That's but, always the big thing. But he is he is a huge part of uh, oh how the Hawks God. have started, and they're doing it without Jonathan Taze. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Let's not forget that little tidbit. That's but Patty Kane's being Patty Kane to Brinkett's. Just jump right alongside Holy him. They're hell. playing spectacular he's, yeah, he's together. Really good at uh, it's fun to watch. But yeah, those guys stepped up. And that's uh, to be a successful organization year after year, maybe have a couple of years down, you, ha- you have to build from within. It's a salary cap. You've got to have this the, a, a good, strong group of, of uh, talent coming up through the ranks. And that's, you could see, uh, well, Pittsburgh, 
Uh, and, and absolutely nothing against Rutherford. I mean, we talked about him last week. He's, he's the cream of the crop when it comes to GM. Uh, you know, they, they got into a spell, and, and rightfully so. They, they knew that if they made those trades and moved along their young guys, they'd win Stanley Cups. And they did. Yeah. Uh, so now so, they're paying the piper. Yeah, but now they're now they're paying the piper. It's well said. It, well said. Thanks. Uh, but you know they'll bring that in, and that's you know Hextall and Brian Burke. That'll be their their job. So my question is, who who are they going to have to? They're going to have to cut somebody, right? Or cut somebody loose. Who do you? I mean, do you have the? Do you have to have the stones to? Do you part ways with Malkin or yeah. or Latang or something, or do um, you just ride them out as long as you can? That's a tough question. That that's really hard. How do you else do you rebuild? Well, uh, those salaries are huge. Yeah, they are. There are plenty of ways. I mean, you can restructure. Obviously, I'm not. I, I don't know offhand when their contracts are up and everything. Right. But but those are the kind of guys that that have been there for so long that you got to pay that respect. Unlike right. what Chicago did to Quinville. Anyway, uh, <laughs> not hung up on it. Not hung no, up. not at all. Uh, no. Right. So I mean, you can't Crosby. Absolutely not. No, I mean, no. you can't let him see another even, jersey like that. Yeah, just would that's why for him to play in another uniform would be yeah, silly. Ridiculous. It would just be silly. Uh, uh, but donkulous uh, even. But yeah, like there, there, there's certainly situations, and you look at the past. Hey, they let Flurry go, and now there's rumors that they might be looking to get him back, which is really for hilarious. Real? Wow. Somebody cue Cinderella. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Um, no, please not cueing that up. That's anyway. Things that pos. Uh, you do. Um, <laughs> no, I mean that, and those are the tough decisions that Hextall has to make. Uh, I mean, I yeah, it could happen. Um, I'd just be really surprised if they did. Uh, I mean, you got the two or first ballot Hall of Fames. Latang probably in that mix too. Uh, will be a Hall of Famer, I would assume. Um, but you got to make hard decisions now. That's the yeah, salary cap. That's just that's, that's, that's the what, way it that's is. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah, you're gonna have so, to do something. Um, you know, there's there's other pieces they can move, but but the 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 thing is is uh, it's not about spending money on these kids. It's drafting right. It's 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 bringing them through the draft. So so I you you look at Crosby, Malkin, Latang. You look at these guys that maybe at the tail end of their career in the twilight, maybe, and even though they're still superstars in the NHL right. and control plenty, but they are still in the twilight. It is the twilight. But, I mean, but they're you know, Father Time catches us all. And, quote common. Maybe it's the beginning of the end. There you go. And. Um, so it, it's I, I don't see it affecting those guys as much just because of that. Like they, so maybe it affects. It, it, like, it, I hate to bring him up, but maybe it affects guys like Zucker. Maybe that are making a decent amount of money. Maybe but aren't Crosby Malkin. But again, they, they've they've got to come along. Like these players right. have got they've to got come to along, along to push them. Well, right. and, and that's, that's the thing saying, yeah. is like there's just not anybody there. There's not the depth the, in their youth. Yeah. Uh, you know they're obviously still a good team. They're still a competitive team. They're, every year they're a team that looks to win the Stanley Cup, not just make the playoffs, which is awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, even look at Jason. Like again, they 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 just have to their talent pool from the draft. That's that's where they yeah. that's where they have to focus on. They can worry about the the hard decisions with some of those guys later because it's going to be a few years before those guys are ready. They need to restock the igloo, is what you're saying. Very well said. Thanks. I like that. That should be the name of the podcast. No, I like ours. Spirit of Hockey is good. no, no. I mean just the title. Oh, just that just restock the igloo. So we'll do. Should we do a second podcast? Because this isn't enough work as it is. Yeah, no. Let's do a not. second podcast, just talking about the rebuilding of the Pe- Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes, specific to that. Sure. I can't All wait. Minnesota fans will love it. Oh, there'll be at least four people listening to that. Um, I mean, we have like eight now, probably. So hey, double digits were the real thing, right? If we can get to ten, yeah, that'd be really good. Uh, okay, last nugget that has nothing to do with hockey. Uh, thank you to Northland Vodka. Thank you. Drink responsibly. And, yes. And uh, uh, thank you to Marshall and Lindsey Ray for the song. Yes. 
we appreciate them. Um, read this today, and I wanted to share, because this is a guy. This is how you do a buyout. Did you see Fernando Tatis, the same uh, San Diego Padres, signed a 14-year, $340 million contract? Good for him. He's got 14 more years left. He's 22 years old. Yeah. When his contract expires, the Mets will still be paying Bobby Bonilla for one more year. Oh, my God. That's the, the best buyout ever. <laughs> I never thought I'd be jealous of a buyout. He's going to be 72 years old when they're done paying him. It's amazing. The, the, How do you negotiate that? Like, what the hell? I got You know what? I got to go back and read the story. There's, there should be a documentary on the Bobby Bonilla deal. I would love to watch that. I would too, because I, I, you know what? I don't know the inner workings of how that got to be this strong, this long. You know, I think, I think it was deferred for quite a few years, and then it was like twenty five years of payments or something. I don't something even know, like but, that. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's how you do a buyout, dude. Like, think about that. Yep, seventy two years old <laughs> when he's gets Just his last payment. No, those match. checks are still coming in. Good for him. <laughs> okay, well, thanks. That was all I had. All right, see ya. Spirit of hockey. Yeah.